Christmas, Christmas gifts, that sort of thing. What will we give one of the most important people in our family, which is pets? Uh, Pete Weatherburn, uh, Pete the Vet, is here from uh, Bragg. Hello to you, Pete. Good morning, Declan. The non-human people. Is that what we what, call them, yeah? What to give the non-human people in your household. Okay. <laughs> So, uh, I mean, they don't even know it's Christmas. It's, 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 no, it's more for the humans. But, but now it? that the two or three-year-old children know it's Christmas, and we certainly get them presents, they don't cop we? cop on pretty quickly, though. <laughs> <laughs> if they're left out and somebody else getting something. Yes, yeah. yes. I think, I think gift-giving to pets is very popular, but it's clearly done for the sake of the humans, not really for the sake of the pets. They don't feel left out. They don't get left something under the tree. Um, but I see it as an opportunity for us to feel better at ourselves and also to hopefully enhance their lives in some way because I think every animal probably has something missing from its life that could make its life better. And so Christmas is a really good opportunity to get that sorted. Right, so tell me more. I mean... Mm. Um, <laughs> Well, I'm just trying to work out how, how pets enjoy Christmas. <laughs> I probably think it's so disruptive, really, to be Yeah, honest. yeah. Well, I, I think it's about finding things that will enhance their lives, really. And to start with dogs, um, there's a, a lot of really clever, functional toys for dogs that they really enjoy. And a lot of dogs don't have these, and a lot of dogs get bored. And when they get bored, they have behavioural problems then which show up as a kind of stress which then starts to annoy the owner like barking or like chewing things they shouldn't chew and so on. So some simple toys can work really well to stop that from happening. Examples would be the um, the red rubber Kong toys. I'm sure you've probably seen those. They look like kind of little pyramidy type things with a hole down the middle of them and you you stuff that hole full of um, soft food and you put it into the deep freeze and then you give it to the dog and they quickly learn that if they chew this toy um, that little bits of food start coming out of it and they really enjoy that so it means that they can spend a long time chewing an object whereas normally they might have a feel like a, a regular bland chew toy which doesn't have any food attached to it they'll get bored quite quickly but when there's a chew toy that produces food for them then they love it and they like to pursue that and they carry on doing it for yeah. longer the other things for dogs that people may not know about would be um things called snuffle mats which are like they look like deep pile carpets essentially and um with long sort of strands of fabric and what you do is you bury treats inside these these little um sort of rectangles of deep pile carpet designed to be um, toys for dogs and they learn if they put their nose into it and snuffle it around, snuffle their nose around they'll find the little treats and they'll manage to work them out then with their tongues and their teeth and really enjoy eating them. So again it's a way of engaging a dog's mind as, as well as um, rewarding them and then the third thing is a thing uh, that's called a licky mat which is a it's kind of like a mat with a plastic or silicon type mat with ridges on it and you put a sort of paste into the ridges and again dogs they very quickly, with their noses, they, they detect there's something really tasty in there. Yeah. And so, again, they lick and they sniff and they lick and they sniff and they lick and they really, really like that. So those are three sort of ideas for dogs, which I, I think can work really, really well. Yeah, I mean, you don't want them taking things off the Christmas tree. and No. 
you know, choking yeah. and damaging yeah. things. And all yeah, that. so you want to give them something that keeps them occupied and food-releasing toys of these types are a really good option. Yeah, what about these sort of uh, new coat or, you know, fluffy collars and all that? <laughs> <laughs> it's awful things. Well, uh, yeah, I think you can go over the top with these things. Again, I'd be into functional coats. Like, I know my little dog, Kiko, she, she doesn't like the rain. And she's much more prepared to go outside into the rain if she's wearing a little coat. Because just like ourselves, she feels the weather on her skin. Um, and small dogs are especially prone to getting chilled because they've got a bigger uh, ratio of uh, skin area to body weight. And that means they get cold more easily than big dogs. Uh, so small, uh, finely furred dogs, they definitely get great benefit from the right kind of jacket. It doesn't have to be fancy or pretty. It just needs to be functional. And I think it can really help their quality of life, yes. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, because you see all these sort of things. And we humanise presence, I suppose, in in some way, don't we? Oh, we do. But again, that's for us. We, we, We give it to them. We almost expect them to smile and say thank you and jump around looking really, really happy. But <laughs> of course, they don't really know what's going on with, with the gift giving. Yeah. Um, when it comes to cats, then... Yeah, that's what, that's what uh, I was moving on to. So mm. the cats, yeah. Yeah, so cats, cats are very different to dogs, obviously. The thing about cats is they, I think they've got a very short span of attention compared to dogs. And um, so if you ever get a new toy for your cat, you'll find often they really, really love that new toy. But give them, uh, I don't know, 10 minutes with it, and they've had enough. They, they're saying, well, I, I've, I've worked out how that works. I've seen what it does. Um, and frankly, I'm bored with it now. So, so with cats, what you have to do is get um, a range of toys. And I think a really good idea is to have a, like a hamper full of your cat's toys. And it doesn't need to be a huge hamper. I basically mean a box that you can put stuff into. And once they get bored with one toy, you pull out another one. Uh, and there's a whole bunch of good cat toys out there. You know, this kind of um, wand-like uh, sticks with a bit of nylon at the end with a feathery thing attached to it. And um, it, it kind of mimics hunting birds. And, and cats just love that's those sort of actions and, and that kind of play. Um, you can also get these laser pointers, which they, uh, you know, they, they chase a spot on the ground. And they, they kind of like that too. And the other one that I really like is um, catnip um, toys. So toys that are stuffed with, with catnip, which doesn't work for every cat but most cats do enjoy the scent of catnip it kind of hits a bit of their brain that humans don't have that makes them feel kind of elated and excited and euphoric and all those great things i think if somebody could find a human catnip they'd be onto a really good thing <laughs> so you're drugging the uh, cats is that it <laughs> benign you give them harmless, drugs <laughs> benign harmless kind of drug fix yeah maybe so um yeah that that's it really i mean I mean, people have ponies and horses and gerbils and oh, I think, rabbits listen, and... I think any... It's an industry, people. Let's face it. It, it, it is a big industry. industry. And, it, and it is kind of pushed by marketing big time. And you have to be aware of that. But at the same time, I think that part of the reason we give gifts to anybody at all is because it makes us feel good to, to give them something that makes them feel good. That's why we give people gifts. Um, their gratitude is what makes us feel good and um while pets aren't visibly going to be very grateful to us we will see them engaging with their new thing with some joy and that may give us some joy the other thing i've come across which i think is maybe a good idea for uh 
for pet parents, as they're called these days. Um, if you know somebody who's really into their pets, a very simple gift that I think can work really well is a, a webcam, um, or they call them pet cams, I think now. Um, and they've, they've become really very inexpensive, but really, really effective. So for 30 or 40 euros, you can buy a little camera that allows you to watch your pet when you're out at work. And, uh, um, and I know a lot of people get worried about their pet if they leave them alone. Um, and it can be reassuring just to see, well, look, there they are, sleeping in their bed, looking quite happy. Um, and the more advanced versions, which you pay quite a bit more, like, I don't know, 100, 100, 150 euros, you can get um, cameras which ha- are equipped with two-way sound, but also equipped so that you can go onto your app on your phone to access the camera and you can press a press tap on your phone and the, the the camera then will squirt out a little treat for your pet so you can give your pet treats from a distance <laughs> so if you see your dog doing something it oughtn't to be doing well you can say over here sit down and give them a treat and distract them from the bad behaviour. <laughs> <laughs> There's all sorts of potential here, Declan. Absolutely. Okay. And just more importantly, just to finish, mm-hmm. um, sort of opening hours over Christmas and the availability mm. of vets. Yes. Um, well, what's the story? Story is that all vets are legally obliged in Ireland to provide a 24-hour service, 365 days a year, and that's quite. People take that for granted, but in most of Europe, that's not the case. Most of Europe vets shut; they want to shut, and if you call them and they're shut, well, too bad, they're shut, so you can't get a service. Just like the local electrical shop or supermarket or whatever, when it's closed, it's closed. In a, it's very different in Ireland for vets. Vets have to provide a 24-hour service. Now, in the past, we all did it ourselves. And, you know, for, for most of my working career, I've been on call over Christmas and New Year. Um, that's, that's just, that was the deal. And more recently, we have, um, vets have got together to set up emergency clinics, which are dedicated to providing an after-hour service. And that's what will happen across most of um, County Dublin, County Wicklow these days, and many other parts of Ireland, is that when you phone your, your, your daytime vet, if you're having a crisis, you'll find a message in the answer machine which will say, we're actually closed right now, but if you call this number, you'll get put in touch with somebody who'll speak to you about what's happening to your pet, and they'll help you. So, for example, um, for most of the vets in Bray, they would refer you to the, um, the UCD Pet Emergency Hospital and people can can go in there to get there and the advantage is there are vets and nurses who that's all they do that's their daytime job if you like is to work after hours so they their regular job is helping animals after hours now having said that what people should realize as well is that most vets are only closed for the public holidays so in other words during those three days in the christmas week of uh, this year it's wednesday thursday friday when most of ireland shuts down completely um your local vet will very likely be open completely as normal um so you know first stage anyway if you do have a, a pet crisis over the festive period is that you should just phone your local vet clinic and they'll 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 get the, they'll give you the, they'll either see you themselves or they'll give you information on how to access help for your pet Very good. Okay, Pete Weatherburn from PeteTheVet.com. Thanks, Pete. Thank you, Declan.